The following is a production of the PTB Soccer Podcast Network, the Parking the Bus Soccer Podcast Network. The views expressed on the show are those of the host and solely of the host. For more information, follow the PTB Soccer Network on Instagram at PTB Soccer. That's on Instagram at PTB Soccer. Enjoy the show. Já é oficial, o Benfica acaba de confirmar o regresso de Jorge Jesus na próxima segunda-feira. Deve chegar a Lisboa. Boa noite, está confirmado. Jorge Jesus é o próximo treinador do Benfica, tal como a RTP já tinha avançado. O Clube da Luz comunicou há pouco a contratação. Jorge Jesus regressa a Portugal para treinar o Benfica, como a RTP já tinha noticiado há uma semana. O treinador português vem para a Luz por três temporadas e vai receber 4 milhões de líquidos por época. Os encarnados já comunicaram a decisão à Comissão do Mercado de Valores Mobiliários. Revelam que depois de contactar o Flamengo, entraram em negociações com Jorge Jesus e que o treinador aceitou a proposta de contrato do Benfica. O Flamengo também já agradeceu ao Mister nas redes sociais e num comunicado publicado no site oficial, o Mengão esclarece que numa reunião, esta sexta-feira à tarde, Jesus se desvinculou do Flamengo. Hey, what's up everybody? This is the Mr. Mike Augustinho and this is a special episode of Mr. Benfica. What you're about to hear is a special edition um, all, all about JJ, all right? Um, everybody has heard. Jorge Jesus is returning to Benfica. He will be the new manager, as you heard there uh, in the audio at the top of the episode. That was courtesy of Telejornal on RTP Friday night, all right, when it became announced and became known that Jorge Jesus had rescinded his contract with Flamengo and he was on his way to Benfica. Um, What you're going to hear in this episode is something I also recorded at the same time for YouTube, went live at YouTube at the same time that this episode goes live. So um, feel free to check it out at YouTube. I have the link in the show notes. However, the audio is not very good because I'm very amateur at the YouTube side of things and I forgot to, to select the microphone when I began recording for YouTube. So even though the podcast uh, recording... Uh, software picked up the microphone the YouTube was taking it off of uh, my laptop without a microphone so the sound quality is quite bad <laughs> I do admit but it is there for anyone that wants to check it out and it's also very pixelated I do apologize but that is the poor uh, quality of the camera in my laptop at this time I will be getting a new one though because thanks to all of you um, and all of your listens through the sponsorship of this show, I now have enough money for a new laptop along with some other um, some other 
money I've come across through bonuses, through my you know my work and whatnot. I have saved up enough to get a new, higher quality laptop, and I'm looking forward to producing better content for you. Now, um, back to this episode again. This is a real quick freestyle off the top. I'm not following any format, any agenda. I'm kind of all over the place. I do apologize for that. There's a lot of things I didn't get to in this in this more or less half hour. Um, monologue you know i didn't talk so much about which players i think are going to benefit from this um for example georges coming in i think is a very good thing for a ruben diaz it's a very good thing for a gabriel i think gabriel can turn into an absolute monster playing for for jj um jj has said in, in a previous interview back in december that he sees a great player in Weigel, but there's a couple of, of corrections that need to be made. He wouldn't say what those were. Now we're going to see if he can make those changes. And also, Florentine Luis, I think, under under JJ is going to be an absolute uh, world-class number six. Um, hopefully, with JJ, we're going to keep players a little bit longer. Um, I, I Yes, everybody's worried about the future of the youth players, but I think that... Um, the youth players need to raise their level. Just because they're youth players at Benfica does not mean they deserve a shot at the first team. And I think we had gotten so far away from completely not using our youth players to putting them all in there. And this year was the worst example of that when we went to the Champions League with in that first game with a almost a complete B team. Um, I don't ever want to see that happen again. And with JJ in charge, that's not going to happen. He will not let anyone tell him to do that, okay? Again, I will go. I'll talk a little bit about it in the episode. Some of you like this. Some of you hate it. I get both sides of it. And if you want to hear my opinion on from the Flamengo perspective, well, I got an an episode of Jata Jata Karioka coming out very soon in the next 24 hours or so. And unfortunately, it's going to, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, it's going to be one of the final episodes of Jata Jata as, you know, the project of following JJ in Brazil is over. Um, I'm thinking of doing this one and maybe one more to, to remember his, uh, remember his, his highest moment at Flamingo and that's it. But I will, I will in Portuguese, of course, on that episode, for those of you that understand Portuguese, I will hit on, um, the, the Flamingo perspective of it. Okay. And I'm not buying into the, into the, this notion of this new partnership between Flamingo fans and, and, and Porto fans. I don't give a damn about that. Honestly. Um, I was a Flamingo fan before. Before Jorge Jesus got there, I'm obviously going to continue to support the Mango. I'm going to continue to follow them and perhaps have a, a, a podcast uh, project about that for anyone interested. I'll probably announce that on Jata Jata. All right, so here is, without further ado, episode 69, all about the return of Jorge Jesus to Benfica. All right, this is just a little bit of what I think. I think over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk more about this um, as we move forward to next season. And obviously, it's going to be fun to talk about JJ week in, week out next season. Whether you love him or hate him, there's those are the only options. There's really no middle ground on George Zouche. So uh, it'll be definitely a good conversation. It'll make for good talking points for the duration of his stay and hopefully it's as successful as the first stay for for George Zouge at Befica. All right, so here is episode 69 after the break and after Reconquista. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Um and and yeah, enjoy the show right after this break. All right, we'll be back with Mr. Befica episode 69. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho. This is Mr. Befica. You can follow me on 
Twitter at Benfica Mister, on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. You can follow me at Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. Always, uh, always remember to check out www.mrbenfica.com and of course the YouTube channel. If, and if you you want to go ahead and click over and check it out on the YouTube channel. All right, we'll be right back with episode sixty nine. Yep. Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Quem não vive por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós Carregas sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho O vermelho pinta a Tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que eu não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 69 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinho, and I am here for a special Sunday edition of Mr. Benfica. That's right. There was no match this weekend, but there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? All right. So if you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock for the last 48 hours, Georges Jesus, JJ, is once again the manager of Benfica. Okay, he has left Flamengo. I'm going to read Flamengo's official comunicado, their official uh, note, in just a moment as I have it up here on this other screen. And I will start with that, and then we will go and we'll talk about this, all right? Not all Benfiquistas are happy about this. I fully understand that. Um, I have mixed feelings about it myself. I've come around to the idea when I realized that um, Luis Felipe Vieira was all in on it. And basically, he had set up an environment where no other coach was going to be able to work under. If he had failed and he had not been able to convince Jorge Jesus to leave Brazil, to leave Flamengo, who was he going to bring in here that could deal with the expectations or the disappointment of at least half of the fan base, a very vocal half of the fan base that um, very much wants Luis Felipe Vieira back. But there is also another half that vehemently is opposed to this decision. So I'm going to try to present both sides 
of the argument today in this very special episode. But I do have, if you can see here, those of you watching on YouTube, what's up? This here is the 2009-2010 Benfica jersey that I am wearing. You can see the old sponsor on it here, the TMN, Telemovel Network. You got the mail on the sleeve. That's right. And uh, this was JJ's first season at Benfica when we were champions. And I have the scarf right here, if you can see it. I'll even there it says Campeonge and on it here somewhere on this scarf I believe it's right here if you can see where I'm pointing there's the two letters JJ that's because the mister himself autographed that scarf for me when Befica were here in New England playing against the pitiful New England Revolution at Gillette Stadium back in 2010 um, and JJ signed that, that scarf for me okay so again I know half of you are for this, half of you are against this. There's pros and cons to both sides. I'm going to start with the official statement from Flamengo. Okay, it's obviously in Portuguese. I'll read it in Portuguese, and I suppose I'll summarize it after that. I'm not going to translate word for word, but you will get, you will get the gist of it. Okay, so it, this came out on the 17th of July, two days ago, um, at 18:15 uh, Rio de Janeiro time. All right, it says o clube de regatas do Flamengo informa que a reunião realizada na tarde desta sexta-feira, dia 17, o técnico Jorge Jesus comunicou que, exercendo o seu direito contratual, está se desligando do clube para voltar para Portugal. Apesar de lamentar a perda do seu vitorioso técnico, o Flamengo respeita esta decisão pessoal. What that paragraph in English basically says is that Flamengo uses this communication medium to announce that after a meeting held on the 17th on Friday, okay, that manager, Georges Zouge, has communicated that he has exercised a clause in his contract, a, con a contractual right to break from, from the club, from Flamengo, to return to Portugal. And uh, though we are sorry about the loss of our victorious manager, Flamengo respect this decision. All right. And then it says, the next line says, Nos três meses que Jorge Jesus dirigiu o nosso time de futebol profissional, o Flamengo teve um performance espectacular, conquistando a Copa Libertadores, o Campeonato Brasileiro, a Supercopa do Brasil, a Recopa Sul-Americana e a a Taça Guanabara e, na última quinta-feira, o Campeonato Carioca. In the last 13 months, Jorge Jesus has led our team, our professional football team, to an excellent performance, winning the Copa Libertadores, the Brazilian Championship, the Brazilian Super Cup, the South American Super Cup, the Guanabara Cup, and last Thursday, the, Samp the uh, Rio de Janeiro State Championship that they call the Campeonato Carioca. Em nome de toda a diretória dos 42 milhões de rubro-negros que formam a maior torcida do mundo, o nosso maior agradecimento a ele e toda a sua comissão técnica por tudo o que foi feito e o nosso desejo é que continuem mantendo o enorme sucesso como tiveram conosco. This paragraph says, in name of the board and all 42 million fans of the black and red, the Flamengo Nation, okay, that make up the largest fan base in the world, the Mayor Torcida, as they proudly call themselves. Um, 
we extend the greatest gratitude and thanks to him and to his technical team for everything they have done. And Flamingo's wish is that this team and this manager continue the enorm- the enormous success that they had with Flamengo in the final line says o Flamengo seguindo o seu o, o seu hino preconiza que tão bem Jorge Jesus representou continuará no seu objetivo de sempre vencer vencer Flamengo uh, continues as their anthem says and as was was so well represented by Jorge Jesus Flamengo will continue as their objective, as always, to win, win, win. Okay, so Flamengo here announced that George Jesus officially uh, breaks his contract, if you will. Not breaks, but he, he exercises the clause to get out of the contract, okay? Anyone who's ever been in business has been in a situation where you've exercised a clause out of a contract, okay? I think anybody who's done any kind of business like that understands this. This is not... A ground for hard feelings. Some Flamenguistas have hard feelings over this. Okay. When this contract was agreed upon about five weeks ago. Okay. This contract was agreed between Jorge Jesus and Flamengo five weeks ago. Clearly, this exact situation was put in there. Okay. Flamengo allowed this exact situation to be put in the contract because they knew it was very possible to happen. All right. So, with that said, obviously... Flamengo fans are not happy. They've lost their mister. Not all Benfica fans are happy, right? Not all Benfica fans are happy. It's it's quite um. It's quite interesting that not all Benfica fans are happy, but it, it is actually very understandable. Some have not forgiven JJ for the way he left this club. Some have not forgiven him for the way that he treated uh, Rui Vitória when he was the manager when he replaced him. But one thing we cannot deny, okay? Jorge Jesus came to Benfica after a period of poor results. Years and years of poor results. He won a championship in his first year, just like he did in Flamengo. Okay, His season last year with Flamengo, very much similar to the season he had with Benfica in 2009-2010. Uh, and... Um, and, you know... The only difference was he was successful internationally with Flamengo, which uh, with Benfica that year he was knocked out of the quarterfinals of the Europa League because of a poor poor management decision on his part when he put David Luiz at left back in at Liverpool. Okay, otherwise we probably advance and maybe there's another final that we would have gone to, you know, in in that time frame. But one thing that that is true, Jorge Jesus won that title. He lost the next three against very, very strong Porto teams, okay? Not to mention, he faced probably the the toughest Porto side that Porto's put on the field since their Champions League winning side, and that was the one coached by AVB that went unbeaten and that won the Europa League. There was nothing Georges Duge could do in that season to win that title. What you could fault him for was going out of the semifinals of the Europa League. Wouldn't we kill for that right now? Semifinals of the Europa League. But yeah, going out to Braga in the semifinals of the Europa League that year and not getting a chance to beat them in the final of the of the Europa League. Okay, that that's the one maybe real loss that season where we had a chance to do something. However, okay, Jorge Jesus gets it back. 2013-14, I believe, was the first season of the Tetra. Jorge Jesus wins two titles in leaves, okay? 
We talked about how he left, okay? I have come to the belief over time. I didn't believe this at the time, but today I believe he was pushed out. At that time, I was as pissed as anybody else. I thought he betrayed us. I thought he went for the money, blah, 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 blah. No, I now understand he was pushed out. The club had other had other motives, and he was in the way. And the way Luis Felipe has run this club ever since that day tells me that I'm right about that. Because a lot of what's happened and a lot of what's gone wrong in the past several years would not have been the case if George Zouge was here. He would not have allowed a lot of this to happen. He would not have allowed it. That's for sure. Okay, so he wins those two titles and goes to Sporting, right? He makes the comment about the Ferrari. Remember, he called Benfica Ferrari. Let's be let's be honest here, okay? His disrespectful comments were towards Rui Vitoria and not necessarily towards Benfica, okay? He had he built a team. Rui Vitoria's two titles is still JJ's team. JJ left this team in position to win more titles after he lost, even in position to beat his new team when he went somewhere else. And we don't have to talk about where he went. We all know where it was. Okay, and he and I'm happy today to say he won very little there. Okay, we won more with the players, he with the team he left behind than he won with his new team. Okay, and if not for this stint at Flamengo, we would have won more than JJ won outside of Benfica, period. Okay, so we win the next two titles. We get the Tetra. All right. At this point, Luis Felipe Vieira's got way too much control by the end of the Tetra. Luis Felipe Vieira decides that our team is already good enough. He does not invest in the Penta. This team thinks they can go out and defend a Penta with Brun Varela in goal. Okay? We start, we get greedy, and we get egotistical, and we get way above ourselves, and we start thinking that we can win championship after championship by just bringing in youth players. Okay? That's That's foolish. Now, some of you have said this is the end of Benfica's young players. I don't agree, okay? Not entirely. I think the ones that are good, the cream rises to the top. And the ones that are good will have a chance to get into the first team. The reality is, and we'll talk about this a lot more when we get to August and we get to the Europa, excuse me, the UEFA Youth League. I don't think there's much there. Even if they go on to be European champions, there's not too many guys there that are ready to next year come into this team. No way. I don't think there's anybody there that's ready even in the the following season to come into this team. I, I don't see it, okay? What I do see is that this team needs to be rebuilt from front from back to front, starting with the back line. That back line's a disgrace. That back line's not going to win anything. Okay? Sorry. Fehu needs, needs to not be our only option to pair... With with Ruben Dias, okay? Even with the rumor that Ezekiel Garay is coming back, that's fine at first. I'd like to see us go get Fabio Cardozo back from Santa Clara as well. He's better than Ferro. I'm sorry. He's he's matured. He's more mature. He makes less mistakes. And if Ruben Dias goes, you know, we're going to need another center back. Our, two outs- our outside back situation, I'm tired of having outside defenders that cannot defend. We're not Barcelona. We're not Barcelona. Even if our league is, is is trash and we're that much better than everybody else, Grimaldo shows his weakness. And the reason Grimaldo still belongs to Benfica is because when we go play in Europe, Grimaldo gets exposed for his inability to defend. We need outside defenders that can defend. If we want to get out of the 
First of all, we got to get into the Champions League next year, okay? We're only in the in the prelims, and guess what? The prelims next year are not two legs; they're one. We could get, I don't know how the the location of the matches is going to be decided, but we could very easily be sent to Serbia to play a one-game playoff to get into the into the Champions League. That's the situation we put ourselves in. I don't feel sorry for us. We did this to ourselves. The referees didn't do it. The VAR didn't do it. We had a seven-point lead, and we allowed it to collapse. And we didn't just allow it to collapse. We managed to lose the league by eight points. Do the math. That's a 15-point swing. There's no excuse for that, okay? So we have that situation coming up. So we need players that can handle the pressure of a one-game playoff. We need two outside backs, one for each side, that can defend. We need to send Tomasz Savarz on loan because you can't send him back to the B team now that he's been on the first team for a season. You'll destroy the kid. You'll destroy his confidence. You'll destroy him mentally. He's got to go on loan to a Fumlikão, a Hiwav, Braga, Gimaraj, one of the top half of the teams, but somewhere where he's going to learn how to defend. Nun Tavarsh needs to be loaned to somewhere where he's going to learn how to defend. He can't be just playing up top as an outside back, okay? Leaving a huge hole behind him. Because if we want to play attacking football, and the ones that are happy about J.J. coming in are happy that we're going to play attacking football. J.J. brings attacking football. But if we're going to play attacking football, we got to have a solid back four. Because we can't afford to be putting in midfielders who are there for defensive reasons to protect the, the frailties of the defenders behind them. That's first and foremost, okay? First and foremost. Now, there's a lot of rumors of who's coming in. I don't believe much yet, okay? I don't believe much yet. I do believe that Benfica will aggressively go after Bruno Henrique from Flamengo. And those of you that have listened to this show for the past year, I've been saying I want Bruno Henrique. Why? Bruno Henrique is the missing piece in our attack. We sold João Félix over a year ago. We have not had him for a year, yet we're still playing the same offense as if he's there and we're just slotting other people into that position thinking they're going to be able to do that job. Bruno Henrique is a left-sided forward, but he can play behind the striker many times. At Flamengo, he plays in behind Gubby Goal, and he sets up a lot of assists, and he scores a lot of goals. Okay, he scores a lot of goals. As well as assists. He can play that false nine. I've seen and I've read commentaries from fans. Some of my followers, some not. Some on my platform, some on others. Saying that Brunrique is not a player for Benfica. Maybe if you only watched last Wednesday's match against Fluminense. When he had to play as the striker. Because Gabi Goal was injured. Uh, excuse me, he wasn't injured. He was suspended. And Bruno Henrique had to play in his spot next to P in front of Pedro rather than behind. Maybe you believe that. Or maybe because he's LFV has people so conditioned that now everybody thinks 29 is too old. How old was Jonas when we signed Jonas? Can somebody r remind me? He was older than 29. How did that work out for us? I think that worked out pretty well. If Bruno Henrique can be half the player Jonas was for us, we're going to be just fine. If we can get Bruno Henrique, that's the one player from that Flamengo team I want if I had to pick one, okay? Because he connects. He can be that, that link between the midfield and the attack. 
He can come back and get the ball and bring it forward. He can dribble. He can pass. He can get into space. He can move without the ball. He does a lot of things. We need a better striker than Seferovic. Let's be serious. I mean, that's that's not going to cut it either. But I think Bruno Henrique is a huge improvement in our attack. I don't think everyone agrees with me. A lot of people think he's too old, think that he's he's only succeeded in the Brazilian league, so that means that he can't succeed in the Portuguese league, apparently, when, I mean, seriously, look at our league. We're playing a team on Tuesday that's already announced they're not going to field a team for the last game of the season. Funny. How would you like to be Portimonense knowing that Avs is not coming to play you on the last week of the season and you get three free points pretty much guaranteeing your safety in the first division? Thank you very much, Sportivo Avs. Thank you very much, Liga Portugal. These are the kind of clubs that you have because you allow clubs with corrupt sads, you know, with, with uh, phony investors, if you will, to come in and then decide to pull the plug. We've seen it with so many clubs. Bulanesh is in the the, the, that, the What we have in the first division is not Bulanesh. That's just the side. That's half of the club. The club is in the bottom of the ta- of the pyramid. Someday, Fumley Cone's going to fall upon the same fate when their Israeli investor gets tired of dumping money into him and he pulls the plug. Guess what? They're going to be back in the in the amateur levels as well. Portuguese football where Estrela Amadora this week... <laughs> <laughs> they have a an Assemblea Jardal, and they merge with a club that's not even a club. It's just a sad. It was Sintra Football. They don't even have a name. They merge, and now Estrela Amadora jumps, what, three levels from the second division of the Lisbon FA to the third division nationally because they get to take Sintra Football space in the third division, the Campeonato Nacional Seniors. This is what we're having in Portuguese football right now. And you don't think... It, Anyone on that Flamengo team is going to come to our league and, and, and make a difference? Come on. Have you watched them play? Let's go down the 11 right now and compare Benfica's 11 to Flamengo's, okay? Goalkeepers, Diego Alves, Odie. one nothing to Flamengo, okay? Why? Because Diego Alves is just as good between the posts, but he comes out better, and he, he's better with his feet, okay? He distributes better. I'll keep Odie. Don't get me wrong. He's fine. Right in the very first position on the field, they have a better first-choice player. Right back, Rafinha versus Andre Almeida. I'm not even going to go any further. Enough said. Center-back pairings, yeah, we've got Ruben Diaz. He's better than anyone they got. But you're going to compare Ferro to Rodrigo Caio or last year when they had Pablo Mari, who's now at Arsenal. Leo Pereira, you're going to compare? Come on, Thiago Maia, all better than Ferro. Left-back. Right now we got Nun Tavares. You're going to compare him to Philippe Luiz, who's a Champions League finalist, a Copa Libertadores winner, obviously. Been deep stages of the World Cup, longtime Brazil international, Copa America champion. Yeah, he's 34 years old. He's still better than uh, he's still better than Nun Tavares or Grimaldo. Grimaldo can't defend. I'm tired of saying this. He's a defender who can't defend. Okay? Hopefully JJ is going to bring in players that can play that can play both sides of the ball. I think we're going to see a big revamp. You want to go through midfield? There's no reason. Benfica's got a better midfield. I'll tell you that right now. Weigel, uh, I'll take Weigel and Florentino over Willy Arão and you know 
whoever else that uh, Flamingo's in there. Gerson, who we're being rumored with. I don't even think that's... He's got a bright future. Great, great talent. But we were already overloaded at that position. Excuse me for having... Uh, it's about 96 degrees in here right now. I don't have any air conditioning down in this basement. It's 96 degrees Fahrenheit outside. That's about 36 degrees Celsius. And it is very warm. I keep having to... Keep having to chug some of my drink there. I do apologize for the pauses. Now, Jerson coming to Benfica, that would be for looking forward to a resale. But it's a crowded space in the center of midfield. Okay, so I'm okay with not getting Jerson. I'm okay with really not getting anyone else if we can't get anyone else but Bruno Henrique. Now, we can continue. Up front, I'm not even going to compare our forwards to Flamengo's. Come on. Yeah, Gabi Gol did nothing at Benfica, but you're going to compare him to Seferovic? Gabi Gol scored, what, 25, 30 goals last season? Same reason Seferovic scored a ton with João Felix. Bruno Henrique sets up Gabi Gol for most of his goals. So why not bring that player in and maybe Seferovic gets back to his 20-goal tally or maybe, you know, maybe Vinicius turns into a 25 to 30-goal striker if we can get keep him playing in the box but if you think that anyone on that Flamengo team doesn't walk into this Benfica team you're mistaken right now Benfica is as bad of a team 1 to 11 as I've seen them in many years okay this is as bad as before JJ's first first uh stint so again I have reservations about bringing him back historically managers do not do well or as well in their second stint. Now, as soon as this season ends, we got three matches left. We got two in the league and we got a cup final. As soon as these matches end, I'm going to close out the season with a review of the 88 89 season and why that season. Two reasons. A video just went up here on YouTube, okay? Um, the same, same account that made the 80, 82 83 video. Okay, made a video for 88-89, so I'm going to watch that closely. And I'm going to, you know, look for newspaper articles and whatnot, watch full matches, whatever I can find. 88-89 was Sven Joran Eriksson's second stint at Benfica. That's the season he came back to Benfica. So, he's the one I think that may have had just as good of a second stint as a first stint. I'm not sure. I will know by the end of doing that project. All right, that'll be probably another four-part mini-series to close out the season. And then we'll open the new season, most likely with the Youth League. Yes, there's a lot of... What we do have to talk about, though, and it can't be ignored, is that there's a lot of... Benfica is not happy with this appointment. Okay, a, a lot of you, rightfully so, I feel betrayed. I have come around to a different opinion. But I was of that opinion one time, and I totally understand and relate to it. Okay, and I certainly empathize with it. However, I do believe everyone's got to get behind the team now. This is LFV's all-in, okay? I still hope he gets voted out as president. However, being the critical and the cynical person that I am, I don't believe he's going to be voted out. I haven't believed for one minute that he'd be voted out. I've wanted him voted out, but I haven't believed it, okay? Why don't I believe it? Because the system is just... 
<laughs> it's just set up for him to win. What it's going to take to remove an incumbent in this system of election is, is I mean, no, no, <laughs> no political arena would accept the type of statutes that these football clubs have for re-election. The, the, the cards are stacked so high in the favor of the incumbent, it's very hard to, to remove them. Okay. And by bringing George Zouge back, if this goes well in the first two th months of the season, he's going to win easy. It is what it is. I want At the end of the day, I want Benfica to win. Yes, I'm concerned for the long-term good. Okay, we're offering him a lot of money. Sporting did the same. Sporting is still paying the debts that they they took out to bring him in all those years ago. He's back on our side, and they're still paying for the money they borrowed to bring him there. And they haven't won anything since. I don't want that to happen to us. I want Benfica back on top. Now, if we can get a youth player or two in every season, that's great. If we can't, we can't. That means our team is too strong. That means the youth players have to get better. That means the youth development staff needs to up their game. I also think there's been too little turnover in the youth development as far as the coaching staff. And they're also very comfortable in what they do. And... um. I think everything needs to be, you know, a little bit unsettled. People got to pick up their game from the bottom to the top. Okay, this is the first step, bringing in a manager. At least, here's the thing about JJ. At least I now have full faith that the manager is the one picking the squad. It's not an agent. It's not LFV. It's not Tiago Pint. It's not anybody other than the manager picking the squad. Because he won't tolerate anybody interfering in his work. He had all the leverage in this deal. LFB had to give him basically the keys to the kingdom in order to bring him in. So if it doesn't work, it is all on uh, all on JJ as well. He's going to be able to bring in players. We'll see who he brings in. I think, like I said, the team needs to be rebuilt. I think Andre Almeida has to go. PZ has to be humbled and reduced. You need someone, and I think Pedrinho can be the man to beat him out. And I think J.J. is the manager that will choose the better player. He's not going to choose the guy that's been there longer. I'm tired of players being picked because of their tenure at Benfica. This ain't no tenure position job. Okay? This isn't a teaching position. You don't get it based on tenure. You get it based on quality. But I can understand the the worry of many Benficistas that are not in favor of this decision. Now, the other half of you are ecstatic. And I've kind of come around to that side. Granted, I enjoyed watching Flamengo for 13 months and following JJ in, in Brazil. He has changed. I've seen him grow into a much better manager than he was in 2009 when he came in here the first time. I assure you, he's a better manager today. He's somewhat more humble, believe it or not. Okay. He had to humble himself in order to be accepted in Brazil. And he conquered Brazil. They didn't want him 13 months ago, and now they're devastated he left. And the same thing can happen here. It all depends on how the results go. It all depends. These results could, could be everything. 
And they will be everything. If we come out and we win and we're respectable in the Champions League, everyone's going to come around. 99% at least. What do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at Benfica Mister, on Instagram at Mr. Benfica, on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. Check out MrBenfica.com this week, all right? We'll be back later in the week after the Avj match, okay? This was a shorter special edition. Um, what I think is going to be very interesting this season coming up is going to be Georges Zouj taking on two of his former players as his direct rivals. Ruben Amorim and, yes, Sergio Conceição. Sergio played for Georges Zouj at Felgueiras. Be interesting to see how that goes. I do apologize. I'm losing my voice here. Um, that's going to be very interesting to see. And see what kind of mind games come out of that. I agree with Nuno Gomes and and uh, Pedro Barbosa on their TV show on TV24 on Maish Football. The difference this season between Benfica and Porto, and the reason Porto won was Sergio Conceição kept his team together in the midst of their crisis, and our team fell apart. They had a crisis too. Okay. They were seven points behind. And they came back. We dropped the lead and we never recovered. I give all credit of that to Sergio Conceição. What he lacks in X's and O's he makes up for in spirit and in leadership quality. Now we've got a leader of our own. Say what you want about him, but he can lead a locker room. We'll see how it goes. All right. That's it for this special edition of Mr. Benfica, episode 69. We'll see you later on this week after the Avs match. All right, we'll be back on the podcast uh, platform, and we'll see you there. And uh, we will talk about Avs Benfica, the second, the penultimate match of Liga Nage 2021, uh, 2019-2020. And we'll look forward to the final match of the season, the Derby against Sporting. And continue to see how Benfica is coming along in preparation for that Portuguese Cup final. And I'll talk a little bit more about where where this leaves Nelson Verissimo. I'll talk about that in the next episode, all right? But Jorge Zuz has returned to Benfica, all right? He will be presented, I believe, on the 24th later this week. He'll be officially presented as the new manager on the 24th of July, all right? But he's traveling back to Portugal, I believe, tonight. And he's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Again, any questions, hit me up on Twitter uh, or Instagram. Or you can email me at themrbenfica at gmail.com. Some, um, some of you prefer the email. I don't mind it. Uh, thank you to everyone who, who does communicate, okay? Um, those of you that aren't on board with JJ, that's okay. Listen, Benfica is a democracy, so... We're not always going to agree on everything, but we all agree about this. Those of you watching on, on YouTube can see what I'm pointing to. This is something we all agree. Okay, thank you to those of you joining me on YouTube. Thank you for watching and those of you catching it after the fact, all right? And to everyone listening on the podcast format, thank you. Remember, you can hear this wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, uh, Spotify, you name it, it's there, okay? Um, and if you can't find it on your particular platform just go to www.mrbenfica.com it's available there all right thank you everybody i'll see you later this week after the match enjoy it carrega benfica pelo benfica 
We are Benfica. Damo 38. See you later on in the week.